The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away, unless you don't care about them that much. Beautiful Disasters, Schlock Abuse Edition. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> we are back, and we have a wonderful Schlock Abuse, yeah. which I do believe that I, I was trying to make up for last time. Yeah, this is definitely uh, an apology Schlock Abuse. This was way better than uh, it had any right to be and that I expected when you... you had a very sinister look on your face when you were like, I have your next Schlock Abuse movie. And I was a lot more worried than I was after uh, after actually viewing it. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, uh, you know, I did, for those that listened before, I did uh, apologize profusely you did. for not having previewed the last one I gave you, which... I mean, it's okay. It's, look... I am going to watch what you give me, whether it is porn, whether it is weird techno shit, whether it is, you know, animated, whether it's a standard film, whether it looks like somebody shot it on their cell phone in 1999 or whatever. I'm not going to be excited about all of those options, but the fact is, is that for better, for worse, I'm going to watch what the fuck you give me, whether or not you pre-screened it. Well, uh, I love that masochistic side of you. <laughs> However, I will say that I do pride myself on curating mm-hmm. uh, my schlock and genre films uh, to a certain extent. And I dropped the ball last time because I, you know, I just gave you a title that I was excited that I bought from some shady motherfucker on the internet. And it wasn't shady, you know, it was what it was. And, you know, right. it just, we took a chance. It wasn't our thing. I just. <sighs> didn't enjoy it well which is funny because i do like watching just franco and joe dimato films so i don't know what that says about uh well they're they're shot on film but anyway (laughs) yeah no shooting on film was the difference that's definitely what it was let's (laughs) let's move on from me like all right so i'm making up for this but uh so this is a schlock abuse episode Mm -hmm. this is beautiful disasters we uh, you know, check out cheesy movies, movies maybe you haven't seen, cult flicks, B-movies, whatever it might be. That's our thing here. And Schlock Abuse is where we inflict a movie upon each other. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that um, my Schlock Abuse for you, Murph, mm-hmm. was what? You gave me a film called Chompy and the Girls. And you could have told me that title before. It would have been hard for me not to Google it. But the title alone, I was like, fuck, I'm in. I'm going to watch this movie no matter what happens. Shit. <laughs> well, see, this was, was kind of so thing. good. I wanted to leave you in a little bit of suspense. Mm-hmm. And I know you are very fond of doing a lot of research and pre prep work for things. Trying to get better about that because no. I know you like for people to no. go in blind a lot of times. No, 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 no. 
regular episodes, 100%. And yeah. for the most part, you know, in the in the future, it's not going to be a surprise schlock abuse. But <laughs> this one time, <laughs> I just thought it was going to be comedically appropriate, considering the last movie I gave you, that it was going <laughs> to be a surprise, and I just wanted you to go in blind. So. All right. I mean, I'm, you know what I mean? And honestly, like, this was... I can only imagine what my face looked like throughout this film as, like, I looked over excitedly at you and just um not to spoil anything but we're gonna get into it pretty quick but i did look over at groots at one point and ex- excitedly exclaim oh my god are they his mouth pets yes <laughs> <laughs> so please tell me what the fuck is chompy and the girls about all right, do you want basic summary first and then full description? Just jump right the fuck in. Let's All right. get it. So this film opens, and I wasn't certain because, like, you know, camera work kind of mixed, um, but turned out to be much better quality than I was expecting. But we see a girl in her trashed-ass apartment um, writing the end in, like, really, like, beautiful cursive and then goes to uh, a hot pink noose hanging from a ceiling fan, pretends to choke her hand, and then actually tries to hang herself. Fails miserably, breaks the ceiling fan, ends up just standing in her living room with the noose around her neck while the ice cream truck music plays in the background. Life is hard, you know? Life is hard. And you should always affix your ceiling fan to a stud. Yeah, um, also, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say that that probably wasn't the the smartest way to go about that, but I'm glad that she didn't die because I I like her character. It's true. We got more from Um, her. It's true, yes. Uh, And then we get our our titles, which I'm mentioning because that's where I got to find out that the title was Chompy and the Girls and that I found out that Udo fucking Kier is in this movie, and that was exactly what I wrote down was, what the fuck is Udo Kier doing here? (laughs) In this low-rent Cheap as yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. That they all clearly had a blast making. And I think oh, that yeah. was one of the things that, like... Don't get me wrong. The film actually is very well constructed. The dialogue is good. The story is good. It balances ridiculous with heartfelt. Um, but Comedic timing is actually yeah, pretty like, damn good in this movie, yeah. too. And she's got great crazy eyes. I know we talked about that, but oh. yeah. So, um... We meet our next two characters, which is an older man and lady that we later find out are named uh, Sam and Deborah. Um, and Sam comes home with sandwiches. Deborah is hard at work. There is like semi nothing conversation that like Deborah is asked about but isn't listening to. Sam wants to talk about, but Deborah eventually gets annoyed, even though she asked him. Um, but I did write down the line: George is gonna go swamp person. Yeah, he's going to go be a swamp person, going to go hunt alligators instead of making 300 that grand a year. <laughs> I was just like, okay, both of those sound great, but still. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about a co-worker uh, deciding to go live wild. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, this marriage is disaffected and they're yeah. not even looking each other in the eye. You yeah, know? no, they clearly, yeah. like, there was feeling there, but you can tell that things aren't great for either of them. So at this point, we also see him like putting on boots and some other stuff. And then we learn that our main lady is named Addie Jackson. And we learn this because she texts Sam and says, Hey, by the way, I'm your daughter. Can we meet? And so he makes up an excuse, goes to meet her in the park with his uh, snakeskin cowboy boots on. And she's got her super sweet, like, uh, grommeted grommets all over and various sizes jacket on. 
Um, and Lizzie Borden t-shirt. Loved that. Not the band, the serial killer. Well, serial killer is a strong word. Axe murderer is a better term. Yeah. Um, supposed axe murder. Anyways, I digress. But they're in the park. Um, there's some small talk over being, uh, her being his daughter and, you know, him kind of not believing and her knowing just enough that he's like, okay, maybe this is real. And then he freaks out and says, I can't do this. I, I'll contact you. It's not that I don't ever want to hear from you again. It's just, I can't do this. It's right a lot now. to, it lot, is. It's a lot to take in. It is. Within 30 minutes or 45 minutes. It's true, but it definitely could have been handled better, potentially. Okay, so definitely on both of their parts, but neither of them are in great places in their life in various ways, and neither of them are handling anything well. True. Um, and at this point, while uh, Sam is telling Jackson that he can't do this, and this, that, and the other, she sees behind him a girl in a pink jacket standing there staring at them and then a man briskly approach her his bottom jaw extend to about i would say mid chest to belly button yeah and then completely swallow the child whole yes notice them and begin to walk briskly towards them they obviously freak the fuck out yes yes no i think i think that's a very reasonable uh response and so they they go their separate ways panicking uh and they kind of think it's over jackson is then doing research on her computer smoking two cigarettes at once yes. on like either side of her mouth which is kind of badass but i also was worried for her <laughs> oh well i mean yeah yeah no cocaine and shit she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of into all the drugs she's 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 got a yeah she's it they make it clear pretty quickly that she's like Cocaine is her main jam now. Um, later on, we discover that she's like a, also a recovering heroin addict, and she's trying to move away from that. And she's right. it's been a hard thing for her. Baby steps. Yeah, which fair. Uh, but uh, then she hears a bang on the door. Checks the door. There's no one. Another bang. And suddenly, the dude bursts through her door and becomes all mouth again. So uh, naturally, we have panic. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I would too. Um, she attacks him with a broom, which, you know, not her finest weapon, but it is ineffective. I definitely thought she was going to have been eaten. Um, but then we see Sam making bread in the middle of the fucking night. Toast. Uh, toast, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. crispy bread. True. <laughs> it's it's a nuance of bread that was unimportant to this tired. story. Well, I mean, making bread indicates like you're rolling dough you're putting down okay flour. All, all right all no, right no. okay yeah, yeah. no Sam, uh, he's Sam tired is it's the middle of the night yeah 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 in complete darkness in his kitchen well okay there's like a counter light but it's still like dude it's your house turn on a light and then sam bursts through the door and is basically like we got to get the fuck out of here i'm being chased by the big mouth guy um yeah. make enough noise that deborah wakes up thinks that um Sam is fucking Jackson. Jackson is like, no, okay, so you didn't tell her who I am. Cool, that's a thing we don't have time to deal with right now. Yeah, Great. There's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. Uh, yeah, but anyways, she picks up a knife and is basically like, I have these, like, carnival-level knife-throwing skills. I will put this through your head, Deborah. <laughs> Sam, get in the car. So Sam goes and gets in the car, and Deborah was like, 
fought wait don't forget your hat and gives him this like blue hat because it's cold yeah. question mark <laughs> so they abscond yeah. into the night yeah so they're off and they're going to what a party or some shit, the right? chapel party yeah uh someone that jackson knows named lotus named lotus is throwing a chapel party because apparently like the the cops can break up parties but not religious gatherings so that's the idea behind them throwing a chapel party <laughs> i was led to believe that they would be partying in a church which would make more sense and make them safer they were definitely in some dude's like house or apartment with like the worst pictures of like mary and baby jesus that i've ever seen <laughs> and crosses everywhere um i'm willing to bet that this movie was uh filmed after the first like uh, lockdown was done oh is this super recent i forgot to ask it's you what pretty, year it was. it's a pretty recent movie okay yeah yeah um so i feel like uh and, and the fact that a lot of it happened in a house like they only had a few locations yeah no they a couple people's houses and then like there was a restaurant. one restaurant yeah, yeah the pancake restaurant that poor waitress. and some hondas and the road and the park yeah <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much the whole movie primarily yeah locations that you didn't have to pay to film in right um which is smart but yeah um yeah the uh chapel party ends up being a house yeah and a house party with shit everywhere and uh we kind of get a feeling of where jackson is where sam asks her like oh are these friends of yours and she's like uh maybe i don't know we'll find out (laughs) but in the meantime we also see that girl again the girl in the pink coat is wandering yeah. down the side of the road. They don't see her, but we as the audience do. And that was when I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are they, is he pooping them out? Are they his pets? Are they aliens? What is this? What is happening? Did she escape his mouth? Are they mouth pets? I don't know. But anyways, uh, so at this party, enter Lotus, who is like, Super cool black dude with, like, a blue lightning bolt in his hair. Who knows all kinds of shit about, like, magic and drugs and what have you. Yeah. And that's why they're going to get Lotus, because she's like, Lotus knows about weird shit. Lotus knows about magic, and he knows about paranormal things. We're going to go ask him a bunch of fucking questions. He's the only dude I knew I know that might know what the fuck this is. He was kind of a zany, like, drugged out dude who had some good quips. Yeah. Like, definitely. And he was a dead ringer for that dude that played Cheaty in The Good Place. Oh, shit, yeah. But uh, every actor in this movie I've never seen before, basically. Yeah, I didn't... When when we were looking at the, the credits, I didn't catch any names that I recognized outside of Udo Kier's, which is part of why I was so shocked to see his name. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but, uh, so they're at the party and they're trying to get, like information out of lotus and he kind of drops this like rixella thing where like because she mentions the girl and then mentions like the big mouth thing but he fixates on the girl and mentions this like creature that attaches to someone like weak or insecure and like feeds off of them but doesn't get to finish talking because while she has explained him no then this dude who opened up like his entire body as a mouth came and ate her he sees this guy drop a roofie in another girl's drink and then turn around and get her to tr- try to get her to drink it so like oh don't walk away without your drink that is the best distraction sequence of the whole oh movie. my god like time slows down like you hear all that sound around him get muddled as he notices it 
And instead of like <laughs> slapping the cup out of her hand and like knocking it to the floor, he's like, hey, grabs the drink and chugs it. And then turns to the guy, and the guy's like, what the fuck? And he's like, that guy put a, a, a drug in there, a roofie in there. Now, I'm pretty sure when I mention this, you know several people that I'm talking about. We have friends that would probably handle that situation the same way. At least one of them might, but, you know, I still, but, but roofies, Just because though. it's funny. But roofies, though, because that, like, you don't know if that's the kind that makes you sick or makes you black out or whatever. Like, I think, I think Will McCobber would just chug that shit. I don't think so. I think he would slap that out of the guy's hand and then probably punch the guy in the face. But That's true. Unfortunately, poor Lotus gets punched in the face, but he's, he's down but not out because he bites that motherfucker in the leg. Yes. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> at that point, uh, we... Uh, end up leaving the party with Lotus. So Sam and Jackson and now roofied, self-roofied Lotus uh, and who on who knows what else Lotus are back in the car and they see this little girl. Yes. As Lotus is beginning to pass out. Um, well, vomit and then pass out. Um, so they pull over and they go to talk to her. And they find out her name is Birch. And Sam is trying to be, like, really sweet and nice, like, you know, where are your parents? And she's like, I don't know, and I'm really scared. And Jackson is having none of it and is, like, crazy eyes interrogator mode. Like, oh, yeah? What are you doing at 3.45 in the morning? Where are your parents? What did you do yesterday? I don't know. What did you do? Where were you? Lots of places. I went to a movie. What movie did you see? Banana Man? <laughs> and all I remember is that there was somebody else in the movie named Strawberry Jerry, but I just like They that get her in the car, though. They do get her in the car. And they head back to... Uh, Lotus's place. Lotus's place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they go to Lotus's place. So uh, Lotus is, like, useless. Yeah. Fucking useless. Oh, yeah. He is all sorts of, like... Zonked out, wobbly, panicky... Yeah, like, Jackson has to put his ass to bed, right? Yeah, they, they get inside, and um, first we get the delightful moment of seeing the keyboard, and Jackson's like, what time is it, Birch? And, like, she thinks, and, and Sam thinks it's another interrogation thing. So Sam goes, it's 4 a.m., and Jackson goes, wrong, it's ragtime, and starts playing the piano. That's true. <laughs> um, then she does go put Lotus to bed, makes sure that he is on his side, comforts him when he freaks out, puts him back to bed. Make sure he's on his side again. Now, meanwhile... And grabs a book that he has pointed to on his right. side, uh, on his on his side bookshelf that is supposed to contain the information they need. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. some shit goes down with Dad... Yeah, with Sam and, and the little girl. Yeah, she comes back into the main room and doesn't see them. And then she sees just Sam's boots sticking out from behind, like, the kitchen island. And she finds Birch crouched over Sam and startles her, and she runs off in a panic. And Sam appears to be dead for a second and then wakes up with, like, this big gasp. And we think that he's okay until he tries to stand up. <laughs> and then we see what has happened. <laughs> one of his something's wrong with one of his feet so 
he takes off his beautiful snakeskin boot. And he has a baby foot. A little baby foot. Like, literally, a little girl's foot. Because he was beginning to be turned into a little girl. Oh my god, it was awesome. Yeah. So he's got one baby foot. And he is freaking out, just yelling, Baby foot! Baby foot! Which is fair. I'm not making fun of the man. I'm just saying that someone sitting on no. the floor yelling, Baby foot is funny. No, that that that's a terrifying yeah. situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Deeply horrifying. So... Jackson is, like, looking at the foot, looking at the boot, looking at the foot, looking at the boot, and just, like, shoves some paper in the boot so that way he can wear his shoe. <laughs> um, All right. this point is when Chompy returns. We're, like... Yes. Yeah. Where, and, and Sam is, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go talk to him. What else have I got to lose? I've got a baby foot. And, and Jackson is, like, please don't do that. All right, fine. I'm coming with you. So they go outside, and they're like, hey, what do you want? Are you, like, trying to hurt us? What do you need? What do you, like, are you trying to help us? And he gets, instead of saying anything, the man gets down on his knees, extends his jaw so that his mouth is, like, huge mouth is open, and begins pointing to his mouth. And they're like, you want us to get in your mouth? And he nods and points to his mouth. And everything, they finally, like, give in and get in his mouth. Jackson dives in. Yep. Dad follows. Yep. And then they are floating. And then they are in another dimension. Space. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're in uh, bisexual lighting space with Udo Kier's voice. Bisexual lighting space. Yeah, purple, pink, blue. Oh, I thought it was just a... Uh... You know, retro new wave '80s neon. The bisexuals have taken that. Oh, I've decided. have they? I've decided. Yeah. Gotcha. As as a bisexual, I'm claiming that. <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> um, I want it to catch on more. It, it, but yeah, so bisexual, bisexual interdimensional space, and Udo Kier voice. It's weird. It's some cosmic weird ass shit. Yeah, where he's like, "I'm here to help." Or you know, imagine I have a German voice. I'm not good at German accents. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> I certainly don't sound like Udo fucking Kier. So, I mean, what I gotta say is that uh, for when it comes to cosmic horror mm-hmm. and getting a voice, yeah, Udo Kier's a pretty good catch. He's a great catch. That's why I was so fucking shocked when I saw it in the credits, and that's one of my first damn notes. Damn right. It's a quick shout-out to Glorious, but, you know, it's about as good as getting J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Now, of course, Udo Kier probably only had about two hours worth of work for his, like, what, 15 lines? Yeah, something like he, that. So he, it, was just, just, it was maybe, like, what, three minutes worth of... Something that. like that. I would say five minutes max of yeah. him explaining, like, the Rixella is what's going on, or I think that's what the, the creature is called, um, and that it is uh, assimilating everyone to look like this little girl, and that like that yeah. is what its mission is, and uh, and it will take he, over the world. And it will take over the world, and he is there to stop it because if he can trap it um, in his mouth space, um, <laughs> then he can then he can fix it. Like he can get rid of it <laughs> and yes. put things back to how they how they are supposed to be, including fixing the baby foot. So they get the awesome, like, uh, exposition from Udo Kier. Yeah. And then they're back in the real world. Yeah, and then they jump out of his mouth. Yes. 
Um, and then they're just so, 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 so relieved because he is going to fix everything. They can do whatever they need to do. It'll be fine. He's going to go off and he is going to take care of the problem and they just need to live their lives and not tell anyone that they saw him. And then Deborah, bang! Sam let Deborah know where they were, so Deborah came to find them. She was following with the GPS and, and she fucking ran with her phone. She ran Chompy the fuck over. Ran Chompy the fuck over, which by the way, he's called Chompy because Jackson decided that was his name. Yes, indeed. Yes. yes. Um, so then this is when everything kind of goes south of heaven. Right. And this I, I just have Deborah Y written across my notes there. Right. Um so now we got Deborah in the car because Deborah has decided that she is coming along no matter what. Yeah. And this is where we get a little bit more of an advanced level of uh, we begin the balance of family therapy and what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and is this the end of the world? Yes. Um, this is where they decided to go to the pancake house, right? Yes. This is also yeah. kind of where... Uh, you know, yes, I'm your kid, and I know you're dealing with it, but also, like, Deborah and what's, what's his fuck? The Sam. Name? Sam yeah. are realizing that their marriage is totally unhappy, and they should probably split up. Yeah, where Sam, while they're at the Pancakes place, Sam makes almost a side comment of, like, with Deborah being like, well, what do you want me to do? And, like, what do you think we should do? And Sam goes, well, maybe we should get a divorce. And Deborah goes, wait, what? Do you mean that? And they're in the middle of this pancake place where Sam, or Jackson is once again trying to smoke. Um, this poor waitress. Poor, poor waitress. Because she comes, she takes their orders, and then all of this unfolds as Jackson is also having some sort of, like, internal meltdown. Uh, and it <laughs> begins pouring syrup all over the table. Yep. <laughs> and I mean all over it. To the point where the waitress comes back and just goes, why? I have to clean that. I have, I have to clean all of that. And then Jackson looks down at what she's done and is like, we should go. I'm so sorry. Here's all my money. <laughs> Me working in the service industry so long uh, for years was like, oh no. But yeah, at least she gave her money. Yeah, but Jesus. So anyway, we, uh, we get... What's next? I forget. Um, this is where we learn uh, about the time where we learned that uh, Sam can sense the creatures with his baby foot. That's right. <laughs> um, because apparently his foot is psychically connected to them. So yes. they go to try to hunt down and get a hold of one of them. And they manage this. Pull over. They see like three of them outside of a building. Grab one. Grab one. Shove her in the trunk. And then turn to find some random dude watching. And oh, right. A random, regular, <laughs> who just, regular person. Regular dude just watching watching them put a, what looks like a little girl into a trunk. With his cell phone out. Like, yeah. um, just, uh, no, he just slowly raises his cell phone and takes a picture of them. Jackson so, handles that shit. Yeah. She launches herself at him and goes full, like, screaming madwoman, smashes his phone and is just like, get out of here! And he just takes off. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, if you had crazy people, leave you alone. <laughs> so they end up taking one of the captured girls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Birch. 
Yeah. Uh, back to... All of them are Birch. <laughs> yeah. Did they go back to... Uh, they went back to Jackson's house with okay. Birch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Lotus wakes up and finds um, Chompy dead in his house, which is at one point, which is the point where we learned that they're called Mouth Angels. Um, I guess so. Yeah, because he... Lotus, of course, knows exactly what the fuck this is and texts her, like, how did you kill a mouth angel? You know, that sort He's of thing. He's got all the right books. They yeah. established that earlier. Yeah, no, Lotus knows everything. Like, isn't stoked, but takes most of this in stride. Um, so there's continuing, like, family drama and therapy as they are, like, driving back to Jackson's place and when they get there and all sorts of other stuff. Like, there's... Well, the, like, they, the they, they hold her. themselves up there, but also, like, the place starts getting, like, surrounded by little Surrounded girls. by yeah. all the girl clones, birch clones. Right. But right? this is also where we, but that drive is important, because that's where we get the exposition of, like, all we do is make small talk. Maybe we should have, you know, never got married. We used to be friends. Okay. And that's where also we find out about Jackson's heroin use, and that she, like, moved to escape all of that, and then, like is worried that the cycle is starting again and you know this that and the other i love um, the balance of like comedy weird action mm -hmm. drama it's all actually handled really well like, yeah like nothing lingers too long before something alleviates it right we're so where she's like where they're getting into this like maybe we should get a divorce conversation and she's like guys this is really good but we're here and i need to get that out of my trunk exactly <laughs> um and then we, we get to, like, essentially, like, our final, like, our last act, I guess. Yeah, the last act where, yeah, yeah. after, like, some fighting and whatnot, they yeah. end up jumping into the... Well, Lotus brings Lotus... the mouth angel in his trunk. Right. And Jack, and... And the mouth is still open, he's just laying in the trunk. Yeah, he's just dead. Um, so they're jumping in, right? So, um, and Lotus is like, I'm not fucking coming in. Oh my god, these little girls are fucking staring at me now. I don't like this. <laughs> and Sam is telling them, like, they're capable of hurting you, but they're scared. They're not angry. That sort of thing. Deb ends up getting grabbed by one of them because, like, a window in the bedroom is open. And she ends up with a baby hand. So she and Sam, like, hole up in the the bathroom while these, these little girls are, like, attacking and Jackson and one of the little girls like dive into the open mouth and yes. like it's like it looks like dead space it's like all purple and black yeah but she can see like the creature like all like black cloud on this girl and essentially is like I'm gonna take this monster from you I can handle it you it give was that like to the me. exorcist moment yeah where it's like come into me yeah 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 where it's and I where she talks about the, the little girl talks about not being able to resist, you know, it's want to take, take over. And then you, you kind of get that relationship between Jackson's like addiction. And Jackson is like, fuck you. You're not taking this little girl. I'm going to do this. And once the creature's a part of Jackson, the little girl is free. So she escapes and Jackson then like all the clones then look like her. So she calls them all to the mouth angel and they get fixed one by one. And they all, yeah, they all get yeah. sent back. Yeah. yeah, they all jump out. And then um, Sam is one of the last ones to come in and get fixed, to get saved. And... Because it, it was only his foot. Yeah. But he still comes in. 
Yeah. No, uh, he he had gotten taken over. Both he and Deb got fully taken over. Remember, they burst into the bathroom. Oh, that's right. So he changed back. And then he sees um, Jackson struggling, and she finally calls out for help. And he's like... And his dad... Yeah. His unknown dad senses. Dad instincts kick in, and he yells, (laughs) Get the fuck off my daughter! And he, like, goes to help her and is, like... Get away from her, you bitch! Yeah, basically, like, (laughs) ripping this, like, cloud of black nothing off of her um, to, like, save her. And then they're trying to, to jump out of the mouth before, like, they fade away, and she just doesn't have the strength to jump. And then the pink noose gets lowered into the mouth. Poetic yeah. as shit. And Lotus is there to save the day. And Deb helps Lotus, Lotus pull and them Deb both out. Pull them the fuck out of, mm-hmm. like, the void or, you know, whatever cosmic weird is. Yeah. 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 And then it ends with them all going to get breakfast. Fucking. Yeah. And Jackson realizing she needs help and that Sam and Deb are going to get a vo- divorce. <sighs> yeah. So. With breakfast. <laughs> so this is a weird ass B movie, yeah, schlock ass movie. I I think it qualifies for schlock abuse, but I, I I wouldn't call it abuse. Like it's 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 schlocky. It's it's more weird than it is schlocky. True. Like it's just it's one of those things that if you were just like Murph, what category do you put this in? I'd be like, I don't know. What do you call nightmare logic? <laughs> Well-scripted nightmare logic. Maybe a little tiny part of this is also I felt really bad about last time. I definitely think it's more than that. And <laughs> I just felt like this was going to be like a stupid low-budget movie that, mm-hmm. you know. No, this is, and if this you hated it, watch. you hated it, but no. like, you know. It. No, I love this. This was this was great. Although I did have a moment where I started getting like all emotional. Uh, like I started feeling a feeling and I was like... She dropped a tear at one point at the end. Oh, uh, Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw I saw I saw her start to tear up. You did like, turn to me. And yeah, and I was just like, Roots, if I cry during this movie, I will punch you. <laughs> 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 With all the love in my heart. I don't want to get you. punched over Chompy. <laughs> I'm not gonna abuse you, but the sentiment was there. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, that was uh Chompy and the Girls. Yeah. Right? And it was it was a lot of fun. I actually this is a shock abuse that I would recommend people watching. Like it does happen from time to time. Yeah, like you know, it's it's usually unintentional. Yeah. I don't. This wasn't intentionally to be. Well, it was. It was makeup. Yeah, it was makeup sex. You know, whatever. You know. <laughs> the movie version. Yeah, yeah. Podcast makeup sex. Podcast makeup sex. That's a very different podcasts, sir. Oh well, fine. You know. In any case. Actually, considering what movies we've watched and what movies we're all interested in, you know, it might not be that different a podcast. I mean, you know, come on now. <laughs> uh, but we we have run just a tad long, and we love all of our listeners. But mm-hmm. we want to let everybody know that check out all the shows on the GUI network at GUIpodcast.com. That's right. Find you can, us on Instagram. That's right. You can check out uh, Beautiful Disasters. On Instagram at uh, beautiful underscore disasters underscore podcast. Uh, you can also find the GUI podcast on Instagram as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to keep up with you know the stuff that we've got dropping. Find us on Facebook, drop us emails, hit Damn us right. up with suggestions, hit us up with schlock abuse suggestions. I mean, Damn we're, right. we're down for all sorts of challenges. I would love to have 
a listener challenged schlock abuse. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, we we want it. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Um, yes. So, thank you so very much for listening. I am happy that uh, uh, you actually enjoyed this one a little bit. I, I did enjoy this one. Yes. Great. <laughs> so, uh, for beautiful disasters, I've been the Groots. I'm Murphy. Thanks for listening. Stay beautiful, motherfucker. I just like yelling that. <laughs>